You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Scott Seredin, CEO North America for DHL Supply Chain. supply chain industry is subject to any number of challenges that require a company to either predict and prepare ahead of time or quickly address and adapt in real time. From technological developments like AI and robotics to negotiating tariffs and trade wars, Scott Seredin of DHL Supply Chain shares his perspective on the challenges impacting the industry today and some trends to watch for in the future. Joining me this morning is Scott Seredin, CEO of North America for DHL Supply Chain. Scott, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with the Inbound Logistics Podcast today. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you having me. It's great to have you. Uh, Scott, before we start, could we get an introduction to who you are and a little bit about your background in the industry? Okay. Well, I've been in the industry my whole career. Um, I kind of started by working in warehousing when I was in college and really enjoyed the supply chain side of it. So started with a supply chain company right out of college and... Uh, Moved to DHL 16 years ago and very happy to be at DHL, being with the market leader in supply chain logistics. For today's global shippers, what are the top four trends that they should be cognizant of? Well, of course, I mean, the first one's going to be around the trade agreement and tariffs, which we're seeing right now. But these changes are really often slow to take effect. But also, as the largest supply chain company in the world, we're always adjusting the supply chain solutions to meet customer demand. So... Tariffs and uh, trade agreements are always changing, and uh, we're able to to help with those things. And then I would say the second one I would really say is around digitalization and robotics. So, you know, for digitalization, it's all about predictive and uh, data-driven analysis for planning and forecasting to uh, optimize a solution. Um, Then when you look at the robotics, I mean, it's all about autonomous guided vehicles and robotics that are probably the most disruptive thing that we have right now in the warehousing industry. And that's really to help, you know, offset the low unemployment, you know, provide flexibility for the peak periods. And it also delivers a lower cost solution. And then I would say the third one is really around, you know, the the talent gap and management or even the low unemployment impacting the already workforce. So um, those are things that we're always focusing on. You know, we have invested heavily in our dedicated team to recruit interns and entry-level managers at top universities throughout North America. You know, we hired approximately 400-plus college recruits this year, you know, and we'll continue to expand programs like that to make sure we are getting the talent into our operations. You know, and also, it's not just hiring them. I mean, to be the employer of choice, we also have to create robust learning uh, programs for our leaders. I mean, it's the... The generation today, or most people, want to learn and be taught things. So just just bringing them into a large operation is not enough. And then I would say on the hourly workforce side, I mean, you know, we offer attractive wages um, based on local market data, and and we offer the best in class in industry for healthcare benefits. You know, and some of the other things we're doing on the hourly side is um, we're going to centralize recruiting, taking that responsibility away from the sites and doing more digital stuff so we get people, we get to more uh, more ways to advertise, more ways to get to people to get a larger pool to recruit from, but also to shorten the time from when you interview to the minute you start in the operation. So we put a lot of time on that. And I would also say probably, you know, the, the last thing that's really important besides wages and benefits is you know, we're also adding programs and looking at programs that focus on part-time, flexible work schedules, 
you know, including flexible time off paid and unpaid. So a lot of the new workers these days, they want more time off and they don't care if it's paid or unpaid. I mean, they want some paid and some unpaid, but we got to be more flexible. So we're adjusting with the market on that. And then uh, the fourth one would be around transportation. I mean, everyone knows there's a shortage out there and uh, not just a shortage in drivers, but there's also a shortage in, uh, because of that, there's a service gap and a major cost issue. So, you know, we're seeing more dedicated solutions. We're investing more in that. I mean, this is a core strategic product for us, and we keep making investments in technology, assets, and people. And then the other piece in transportation that's probably the most disruptive is the digital freight platform. I mean, it's probably the biggest thing today that impacts the future of transportation. And, uh, uh, you know, it really reduces a lot of the need for the, the middleman, I guess, with shippers and carriers having a direct line to each other. So at DHL, you know, we are really focused on that. We've adopted a digital freight platform that is in pilot today. And at the first of the year, we will uh, go live with uh, with that solution. So. so that's really the four. I'm not sure if there was anything you want to dive in deeper on any of those. Oh, yeah. Let's definitely dive in deep uh, on a couple of those things. Disruptions. You mentioned the disruptions. Uh, there's any number of disruptions that can derail an entire supply chain, uh, pun somewhat intended there. But um Shippers need to be aware of and agile enough to respond to these. What kind of disruptions are we talking about, and what can shippers do to really prepare for them? Well, there's no doubt. What we started off is the trade wars, the tariffs, and, and I would say natural disasters. I mean, those are probably the bigger ones. I mean, recalls also, but, you know, we're so process-oriented that recalls are very – they're disruptive, but they're very process-driven, and you prepare for those. But I would say – you know, for the, the trade wars and tariffs, I mean, they're a big impact. But as I mentioned earlier, I mean, as the market leader and global leader in supply chain, you know, we have the scale to reposition and, and or provide resources on space or assets um, to handle trade issues. So um, it's we have a large footprint and, and, and can adjust to um, when issues come up. So not to mention we help design the supply chain solutions based off of what they're allowed to trade. So if it's built off of X, Y, and Z today, and, and the, uh, the documents change as far as what they're allowed to do, we can redesign their solutions to meet their customer needs. And then I would say, you know, for the natural disasters, I mean, last year we had, what, three hurricanes, and they were very, we handled them very, very well. I mean, DHL has a cloud-based supply chain like risk management platform tool called the R360 and it's real time and basically we map out our customers complete supply chain and advise of disruptions like roads close and power outages and and then based on the uh, the pre-work analysis we have the data to figure out okay something happens in you know in the in the Texas uh, coastal market how do we reposition your orders and inventory to make sure you can handle your customers you also mentioned uh, advancements in technology, and uh, they're continuing to evolve and push the industry forward, uh, and they can potentially help navigate some of those uh, disruptions and problem areas if they're ready for prime time. But how real are those things that you mentioned, like AI and robotics and augmented reality and autonomous vehicles and things like that for today's shippers? Very real. I mean, I would say the AI part is the lagging. Um, everyone talks about it. It's a big buzzword. Um, now, there is a lot of AI in our transportation solution around uh, the back office stuff, around invoicing, PODs. Those are all bots handling that, shipment ship tracking, all the things you cut and paste or drag. So the AI is there on that. But I would say in our warehousing, it's really 
it's all about the autonomous vehicles and robotics. And, uh, you know, these innovations are providing lower cost solutions. They're eliminating wasted tasks, reducing travel in our operations, and while functioning with our associates. I mean, that's the key. I mean, these will also work. These technologies work in conjunction with our associates. And because the technology is so simplistic, it reduces the training time for our associates. So we're a lot more productive, a lot quicker, and people enjoy not getting frustrated when something's simple to work with. What about the robotics strategy? Uh, there's some activity going on there uh, a lot in the warehouse. What does that look like, and, and how far along are we with that? So good question. I mean, we're very far along. and I mean, it is, it is current, and it is our future. The technology advances are, are really good. I would say we have a very broad strategy, especially with our vendors. Um, so, you, you know, you read a lot of media releases from my competitors that are very single-sourced or very focused on a certain uh, product or industry. So, like, you know, they talk about, you know, we're doing e-commerce robotics. I would say it's broader than that. You know, we have approximately 430 operating sites, and we have some sort of robotic solution in more than 20% of our sites today, you know, ramping up through the rest of 18 and 19, I would say it'll be in 80% of our sites. And it's, it's very broad. I mean, there's, it's different activities. It could be, you know, uh, solutions for picking, for just moving cases or pallets across a, uh, you know, you got a million square foot building, so you have an autonomous equipment moving product from one end to the other. It could be scrubbers for cleaning the floors. It could be robots assisted in picking. It could be robots assisting in packaging materials or things we're using it for. So, I mean, for us, we see this as broader than e-commerce. I mean, we have, we have these solutions in e-commerce, but we also do it in inbound and manufacturing. We do it in CPG to retailers. Um, in our life science and healthcare sector, we're using it for medical devices and life-saving drugs when we're shipping those out. Um, our technology customers who are shipping parts and cases to their customers. And then the retail store distribution. So it's across broad uh, sectors and across different activities throughout the warehouse. And then there's, there's very, very many vendors that we're partnering with. I mean, none of these technologies are a plug and play. I mean, they require DHL to integrate and to add the functionality that makes them productive and also makes them work well with our hourly associates. We want to make sure they're working well with them um, to make sure it's productive uh, and improves quality. So, we're really advancing this. We're accelerating it pretty quickly. And it's not just about North America. Today, we're talking about North America DHL supply chain. But, you know, as the broader, you know, we're the largest supply chain company in North America, but we're also the largest supply chain company in the world. So there's a lot of this, a lot of getting a lot of traction in all of our regions globally. And uh, we look forward to staying the leader in this area. And the um, last thing would be the, that supply chain talent gap. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. Is it real? And more importantly, what can be done to it. Yeah, I mean, it is real. I'm not sure if we will close 100% of that gap. But I would say, I mean, if you think about white collar jobs, and you think about supply chain programs in universities. So when I went to college, there was no supply chain program. Probably, you know, even 10 years after that, I mean, it was either Penn State or Michigan State. I mean, today, as I mentioned, I recruit over 400 college kids in Division One and Division Two that have dedicated supply chain programs. So, 
people are realizing it's an industry that's not going away because you've got to get your product to market, right? So um, I do believe we can close the gap by continuing to have those programs in colleges, and they are growing throughout North America. And then I would say for the blue collar, that's a little tougher answer, but I, I do believe we've got to continue educating on career paths. And so we've got to start doing a better job of, and I don't mean just DHL, I mean the entire industry, about explaining what a career path is in supply chain because there is great career paths there. And, and we're seeing a lot of work being done in that area, especially with my teams and, and other, um, in other markets also. When you have, there's a lot of different cities and states that focus a lot on, um, on dollars to go out and, and educate people on career paths in that area. Excellent. Scott Shredden, a lot of fantastic information for our shipper audience. Thank you so much for taking some time out. Best of luck to you guys over at DHL. Uh, we appreciate your time, Jeff. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.